0: Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Cleveland Browns fans, it's another time to feel like throwing your hands in the air. For some of you, that is for positive reasons, excitement, wanting something to happen, and for others, it's just throwing your hands in the air in exhaustion for the same old, same old conversation. Welcome into this Locked on Browns podcast. I am your host, Jared Mueller. Get a hold of me on Twitter, at Jared K. Mueller, that's J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R, and today we are here to talk about the return of Josh Gordon. If this sounds familiar, it's because we've been talking about the return of Josh Gordon really at some level for years And I mean that. When we're talking about Gordon, we're not talking about a player that's been actively involved in the NFL in any meaningful way for basically years. And so while Browns fans longingly look back at the 2013 season, again, the 2013 season when Gordon only played in 14 games because he was suspended for the first two, but had 87 catches, 1,600 yards, and 9 touchdowns. 2013, Josh Gordon had 87 receptions in 14 games for 1,600 yards and 9 touchdowns. Great. He also was the benefactor of 159 targets. That's a ridiculous amount of targets in 14 games. You've heard me talk about Terrell Pryor barely getting to 1,000 yards last year because he had 140 targets, right? And so when you get 140 targets, you're going to catch some balls. Josh Gordon had 159 targets, again, only in 14 games, and had 87 receptions. But he obviously put up some great numbers yardage-wise, touchdowns, all of that kind of stuff compared to Pryor. But I don't say that to really go even into the fact that uh, he was a high-target kind of machine. It's the fact that it was in 2013, folks. Think of where you were four years ago, right? Four years ago was that season that all of us remember this amazingly talented wide receiver. The last time he played in a professional game, 2014, he played in five games which also is going to bring up a whole lot of issues with whether he's a restricted free agent, free agent, yada, yada, yada. But then he hasn't played in two full seasons and hasn't played a full season, a full 16 games since 2012, played 14 in 2013. The amazing thing about that is Josh Gordon is 25 years old. He'll be 26 next month. And so now comes a story that Josh Gordon Is training with Tim Montgomery has changed agents, uh, which could be a good thing for him. Um, Basically, he's been working out and he has applied for reinstatement. And so Browns fans everywhere get to answer the question, do we want Josh Gordon back? Should Josh Gordon come back? I mean, you just kind of name the conversation and we're going to talk through all of that. But we get to have that conversation again. And it's an understandable conversation. Remember, uh, on one of my last podcasts, I talked about there's no one right answer. There are going to be folks who look at all issues and their desire is to find one right answer and then to kind of rail against the other answers. Right. And so it's got to be Mitch Trubisky. It's got to be Deshaun Kaiser. It's got to be Deshaun Watson. It's got to be Pat Mahomes. And then just rail against anything else. A lot of people are there with uh, Miles Garrett. It has to be Miles Garrett. That's not me, that's not my game, that's not my brand, whatever you want to call it. Because I think, if we're being really honest, it's much like politics in America. A lot of people end up kind of defining themselves based on left or right, and this is not to talk politics, it's talk to talk about how people think. Many people define themselves right or left, when I would say the majority of people that I know, if there wasn't political parties on the right or the left, conservative or liberal or whatever would find themselves believing some things about some liberal stuff, some things about conservative stuff. They're obviously gonna lean one way or the other, but generally speaking, people don't fall into these very black and white categories. It's not that simple in life. The same way with Josh Gordon, we can't look at this as some black and white, easy decision, right? There are pieces of this discussion that you can look at and say, Wow. Yep, that makes sense over here, and then pieces of the discussion that you can say, "Wow, that makes sense over there." And if we're mature, intelligent adults, we can come to some decision for ourselves, but respect the fact that there's the other side, right? And I would say overall, I think our country, uh, our societies—again, remember, counselor guy over here is going to talk to you from counselor world. I think families, societies, communities. Whatever it is, I think would be doing better if we were able to do more of that instead of pounding my side of the table and tell you what I believe, try to understand, try to listen, try to discuss, try to be a part of a conversation about what could be. I don't need to prove my points to you. I don't need you to think how I think. I would love to talk to you. It's why I always put my Twitter handle up. It's not to try to pump up my numbers. It's not for anything other than I love the conversation. I think in the conversation, if people are really open and honest about whatever we're talking about and not trying to fight each other, but try to ask questions, I think that's where we grow as people. It's when we try to force our views, force our beliefs, try to whatever it is. Again, we can talk about the Browns. We can talk about Ohio State Buckeyes. We can talk about any sports team. Or we can be talking about very important issues. I love the conversation. So again, on Twitter, at Jared K. Mueller. Don't come to me with anything political today. That's not the point of this. Anyways, it's just to have a conversation. And so um, we'll start with this, and it's just a very, it's not a breaking piece of information, but it is information that I was kind of told, and that is this. Terrell Pryor not being on the Browns opens the door more, whatever more is, whether that means cracked it or whether that means blew it wide open, or if the door was already open, it just opened it up a little wider. Whatever it is, the fact that Terrell Pryor is no longer on the Browns does open the door some level more for Josh Gordon to return. The idea of having Corey Coleman and Terrell Pryor, both young receivers who need a lot of reps, and uh, some maturity issues, obviously, on Pryor's side, and Coleman just being very, very young. um, Pryor, Gordon, and Coleman... There were just not enough snaps and not enough energy to kind of devote to all that those three would need. Taking Terrell Pryor out of that picture means there really isn't that prima donna or that high needs wide receiver. And bringing in Kenny Britt, someone who has had his faults in the past but seems to have matured and grown. Also a veteran receiver who doesn't need snaps, who isn't, uh, doesn't need a ton of snaps to be ready and all of that gives the Browns an opportunity to possibly, again, possibly bring in Josh Gordon because this year he wouldn't be taking away from snaps from either Pryor or Coleman. He would be taking some of the snaps that would go to Britt in practice, training camp, and all of that. And that's more okay for the Browns because Britt has kind of established himself as a wide receiver, doesn't need all of those reps, is a veteran. Coleman, Pryor weren't those and the Browns aren't as worried about taking away reps from Rashad Higgins, Ricardo Lewis, Jordan Payton types, though they would like to get them reps, they can slide Josh Gordon in without the trouble that they would have having Terrell Pryor. Having said that, we still need to break down the good and the bad of bringing back Josh Gordon and why it makes sense and why it makes none.
0: Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company.
1: let's just break it down. Let's start with why not to bring it back. Because I think the reality is, is right now, if you had to put, bet money that meant something to you, you, would, you and I would both bet that Josh Gordon would not return to the Cleveland Browns. And that it makes sense. The Browns have put a lot of money uh, or time or draft picks into their young wide receivers, as well as Kenny Britt. And so right now, outside of a slot receiver, the Browns actually do feel pretty good about their weapons. Corey Coleman looked good and developed last year. Kenny Britt, they believe is going to be a solid veteran. Uh, Ricardo Lewis, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Ricardo Lewis um, actually showed more than most of us expected. Needs to learn to develop his route running a little bit, but has a lot of speed. uh, can play outside, can play a little inside, can do a little bit of everything. Rashard Higgins is someone who I'm excited about. I think he can be a solid number two kind of possession receiver type, a Brian Hartline but better uh, kind of player, a little bit more athletic um, a little bit bigger at some level. Uh, Jordan Payton obviously didn't show much, uh, and got busted for PEDs late in the season. But again, I'm not sure how much they're relying on him. Um, but they do need some kind of slot receiver. Um, Curtis Samuel, Ryan Switzer. There are some different guys in the draft that could kind of fill that role. Duke Johnson can play there some. And so the Browns have a lot of weapons. And then at tight end, Um, They can split out Gary Barnage and set the valve in those kind of slot roles without really losing anything from a passing attack. So the Browns have wide receivers. They have weapons. Obviously, that's not to diminish who Josh Gordon is, but they do have weapons and they have young guys. uh, So the receiver position isn't as desperate as it's been in the past. Second, there's a cultural issue for the Browns, and they are trying to establish who they are as people. Uh, from a cultural perspective in the organization, bringing back Josh Gordon doesn't fit into that. It doesn't work. It doesn't um, value the things that they've said they valued and shown that they valued. It kind of goes against that. And so there's a hypocritical nature that they would have to have some concern about. And then culturally just do they want to baby somebody? Do they want to kind of walk on eggshells worried about what happens? How will Josh Gordon respond if he comes in and he's fifth, fourth on the depth chart uh, and fighting for reps with Lewis and Higgins and Jordan Payton of the world, instead of up there with the Brits and the Colmans, and so there's some cultural issues there with Gordon, um, especially after last year where they kind of went not all in with him, but were all supportive of him with Jim Brown, Hugh Jackson uh, speaking out pretty strongly for him and encouraging him, and for him to um, whatever happened. Let's just go with whatever happened, uh, whether he tested positive, didn't test positive, had his buddy take the fall for him at the uh, airport, whether it was something related to the custody case, whatever happened, let's just with whatever happened that he didn't return last year, he he did burn some bridges. And from a cultural perspective to burn bridges and then be accepted back, I think is a worry for the Browns. And then finally, there's the obvious reality that um, they do want to develop the young players. So while Kenny Britt is in house and doesn't need as many reps, they still want to get reps to some other players like Higgins and Lewis and Uh, whoever they maybe bring in if they draft someone to play in the slot. And Gordon would take from those. He would take some of the attention, some of the time, uh, all of those kind of things that really just need to be devoted. And practice reps are valuable for young players, and there's not a ton of them. And so for the Browns to devote time to a player who could either be a restricted or an unrestricted free agent next year, depending on kind of how a ruling happens, if it happens in the future – doesn't make a ton of sense for them, given everything. And then finally, they don't. there's no real trade value for him. Obviously, they're holding on to him just in case, and there's no reason to cut him until he's reinstated. But there's not a lot of value for him based on everything. He's been out of the league for so many years, and obviously all the things we just spoke about. So those are all the reasons the Browns just need to move on from him. And then you look back at his 2013 season. You look at his physical body. You look at what he did even in preseason last year uh, for the Browns. And a six foot three, two hundred and thirty pound wide receiver who can just glide looks like someone the Browns would want on their team, right? And so, um, obviously, hasn't played basically in four uh, this, in four full years um, besides those five games in 2014 where he looked kind of out of shape. Didn't look like he was really ready to play. Uh, Last year in preseason, he looked better, not great. And we got to remember that Josh Gordon wasn't some amazing tactician when it came to running routes, Um, but didn't have to be because he was so fast, so big, so powerful, had great timing, all of that kind of stuff. Um, But that receiver, the idea of, of Gordon and Britt and Coleman just kind of wherever you put them, you can make Josh Gordon the big slot sometimes, Coleman on the inside, Britt, you could put three three on one side. The idea that whoever is playing quarterback, again, whether that's Cody Kessler, a rookie, Brock Osweiler, I don't care, the idea of Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon, and Kenny Britt, along with Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson, Seth Devalve, Gary Barnage, Lewis, Higgins, and that offensive line can make any quarterback look great. And so while the Browns kind of loaded up on the offensive line, giving their quarterback time to throw uh, and giving them receivers like Gordon, Britton, Coleman, along with the tight ends, really is something scary. So for the Browns, there's also the reality that they're not really, besides the snaps and the attention and some of those kind of things, which again are important, the Browns don't really have a lot invested here. We're not talking about someone they have a big contract with. They're not talking about someone who um, they're going to have to trade for. And so it's a lottery ticket for the Browns, right? If he works out, great. If he doesn't, whatever. But he's he's that high upside. He has reason to try to get back into the league financially. Uh, that can kind of be important for him uh, if it's something he actually cares about. So why not take a chance? Why let some other team take a chance on Josh Gordon and possibly reap the benefits at a very low price when the Browns could be that team? They've been with him. They've stuck with him since 2012. They saw the big season in 2013. Why not try to uh, benefit from all of that time, all of those problems, everything? And he already knows the offense at some level from last season, in preseason and in training camp. Gordon got his reps, he got snaps, he got an understanding. Hugh Jackson understands who he is as a player, all of those kind of things. So there's there's a there's a lot of reasons for the Browns to just move on from Gordon. He has not shown that he can be someone they can commit to, that they can depend on. He would take snaps from um, young wide receivers who need the reps to get better. He will demands some kind of huge contract next year if he plays great this year. Not that that's a big deal, but it is a deal. And there's a huge cultural issue. The the Browns want to establish a culture of who they are. Someone like Josh Gordon and his history doesn't really fit to that, especially after what the Browns went through last year with him, kind of going to bat for him with the NFL and then for him to just enter rehab and kind of do his thing. On the other hand, Josh Gordon in 2013, had eighty-seven catches, sixteen hundred and forty-six yards, nine touchdowns, an average of almost nineteen yards per reception on eighty-seven receptions is ridiculous. And he's a big, fast, strong wide receiver that could give the Browns an amazing depth of talent at wide receiver, tight end, and running back, along with that awesome offensive line that they've built. Really only leaves a quarterback. Right? If we can just pretend like Corey Coleman's gonna be a version of a slot. They don't even have to bring in a slot guy because they have Coleman, Pryor, uh, even Britt or the two tight ends who can play. All of them can play a slot kind of receiver, but just better, just better than some kind of random third down wide receiver. They have overall more talent. So there's reason. And I mean, he's proven it. The Browns could be better with Josh Gordon on the field, but that's on the field. The off the field stuff plays huge in Cleveland. So where do you stand, Brown Sands? The fan in me wants Gordon back on the field. That's the fan in me. You guys know, always will be kind of a fan first, no matter how long I've been doing this media thing. It's hard for me to get out of fan mode. There are times where I am able to very easily. But just in general, when it comes down to decisions, it's hard for me to get out of fan mode, right? Fan mode says... I want to. want Miles Garrett at one. I want a stud defender at twelve, and I want a quarterback to fall to thirty-three. That's fan mode, Jared. Or they can trade up from thirty-three because I want my cake and eat it too. I want it all. I want the one. It all. Media experience, Jared says, it makes most sense to get Miles Garrett at one and a quarterback at twelve, and then see what happens from there in a very, very deep draft. That's the logical media uh, analysis, Jared. So the fan, Jared, wants Josh Gordon back on the field to see what someone like Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser, or even Cody Kessler can do with Gordon, Coleman, Britt, Devalve, Barnage, Crowell, Johnson, and that line. The media analyst, Jared, says Josh Gordon has is done in Cleveland. They're not willing to do it again. That's me. So I have both. A little bit of Jekyll and Hyde going on here. Come to me. Let me know. Again, on Twitter, at Jared K. Mueller. That's J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks for stopping by this Locked on Browns podcast. Hope everyone has a great weekend. And go Browns.